the people. But uh, mm. at the end of the day, um, as everyone who knows, the Kaondes and these guys, especially from Rapula, they migrated together from from Congo. Uh, our chief, our chief Nathan Kasempa, mm -hmm. was a brother to another chief who, who, who settled in Rapula. They were brothers, uh, same man, oh. same family. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Actually, Amazing. actually yeah. like yeah. I said, my Kaonde, my father being uh, a Lunda from Rapula province and from the royal family, he was connected to the Kaonde uh, family in in Congo. So mm. basically, there are two tribes that moved to Luapula, to Kazembe area. Those are Lundas and Kaonde. So my father was a Kaonde. Actually, in my, in my opinion, Kaonde is one of the easiest languages to understand or learn. My brother in oh, yeah. Kaonde, and, and I learned the language just by interacting with him. I think it's an easy language. Well, a lot of uh, nuances with the, with the Bemba language, if you just decide mm, to listen, yeah. uh, usually the difference is the K or C. That is the difference of the, of the words, <laughs> you know. Uh, as my, my chari is supposed to be chari, K with a K, you know, like mm -hmm. that is the way. But uh, people with more brains decided to use C, the northern province chari which uh, has made me now change my name. <laughs> 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 but, but, Dr. Um, Dr. Inakosa, uh, Chongo, Dr. Chongo, how are you? Fine, thanks, how are you? Yeah, you are listening to the, the, the stories people are, are telling. Actually, we are going to do a little bit lesson. Just, uh, I, mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that video I posted. Uh, yes. That video has attracted a lot of uh, interest, especially, I don't know if it's like around the people, a lot of uh, interest. <laughs> yeah, and uh, again, like Alondi and I were discussing last night, uh, we'll talk just a little bit about um, our chiefs, uh, whether they have uh, real power, Bachongo. Uh, if they had real power, what, what, what could be the difference? But we'll talk about that. Why don't we say hello to... To more, to more people. Washington, Makosa. Ah, MY Bakurum PM, GVP. You know, don't come
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Namunji, Namunji would help me with that one, so we can discuss it. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I answered him. I said, "Litumezi, litumezi shangwe." Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, it does. Litumezi. What did I say? Meaning thank you. Litumezi means thank you. And then shangwe. Yes, shangwe oh, is right. like. Um, yeah, so you were, so you were perfect. You were perfectly right. Perfect. Nathan, these things I tell yes. you. Perfect. Yeah. That, that was good. And, 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 and just, 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 just to add a little more, when uh-huh. uh, everybody who went to school back in the days, we knew of Sabitwan, who came from South Africa with the Kololo people, crossed the, the Limpopo and the Zambezi to come into, into Zambia. So when he was coming into Zambia, he crossed the Zambezi River. Where who, who, who is that died. one again? Into who is that one? The bit one. The bit one. one. Uh-huh. So, so when he crossed over in Zambia, those people who crossed over the Zambezi said we will name ourselves as crossing the river, Musokotwani. Hence the name Musokotwani. is the people who crossed oh. the river with the bit one into Western province. Yes. So that's, where, that's my heritage. Oh, wow. You know, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get too confused with the Rosie people. Did the Rosie people come from South Africa or they also came from Congo? Ah, they were born ah. in Zambia. No, the Rosie just, just dropped no. from heaven. They don't come from anywhere. <laughs> they, were just born they were just born in the, Zambia. The, the, the Rosie came from the Kololo people from South Africa, to, to my knowledge. They came with with the, with, uh, with the Kololo people from South Africa. They came through. Li- they came through Livingstone and made that turn to go to Western Province. And when they made that turn, some of them remained in Livingstone, where that's why you get the name Tokalea, Bakalea, meaning they stopped when others went past. So the Kololo went past all the way to Livingstone, but some of them stopped. Bakalea, the Chief Mukuni. Chief Spatuniana, Chief Musokotwani, they Bakalea, they remained. The Kololo went to Western Province, hence the the Western Province people. I'm sure. We, we, we need to do uh, a study on, on this. I think one of the things we're going to talk about today, uh, what uh, the members of the diaspora are doing, this, this uh, country, uh, is it Sen- Senegal? They, they are telling us nothing. Uh, the diaspora, we, we are responsible for writing the African narrative, the African story, uh, so people can hear what, what the African story is. And when you hear what uh, our brother is explaining here, uh, very few of us, <laughs> you know, as old as we are, we might even be dying so soon. We don't even uh, know some of his history. So we'll, we'll work on that. Brother Alan, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, how is it? Good morning. Roger, I, I there's the two cases of uh, coronavirus there. Be careful, my brother. <laughs> yes, we are, we are very careful. As I was telling someone who was being extremely alarmed, uh, yes, and it's locally, so I said, listen, more people are dying from fire accidents. Do the right thing, but don't panic. Because when you panic, you make uh, big errors. Uh, do what's right. Listen to instructions from the authorities and be smart, but there's uh, no need to panic yet. 
Yeah, yeah. No, the problem is uh, hey, the, the, there are two sets of instructions that. coming. There are those <laughs> coming from <laughs> authorities <laughs> and those coming from Trump. So you, you never know which yeah, one to follow. That's what almost said. No, and you, you, you follow the experts. No, 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 we don't. Not in Florida. We listen to the experts a lot more. We are in Florida. <laughs> they listen to Trump. Uh, no, 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 no. We can't do that. But we, we, we are being well guided. Hey, I was you say, don't, don't worry, go to work even when you're sick. Yeah. Go, go to work. <laughs> I, I was trying to say something in one of my languages. Uh, I kept coming up with Spanish things. <laughs> so I was laughing yeah. at myself when we were talking in Kaunda and everything. I could just come up with Spanish phrases. Of course, I never forget my Zambian ones. Like, like where I'm from, in Sinsari. You know I think we need uh, these classes. Uh, when we were taught, that we grade 10, was that grade 10? Uh, it was part of us passing the exam. We never cared to know. Uh, but when no. you look at it, yeah. But now, I think we have a duty to pass some of this knowledge to our children, yeah. whether we have chosen or we are the only ones who benefit from this uh, history, and then we go on. I think um, not a case view on us, but something like us, if we don't need some kind of... You know, Roger, our names, yes. and if I describe where I'm from, you know exactly which from my family is. Because people were also concerned about which singer. Yeah, Chingiriakubalwani. So people knew which families were in charge of defending the the Bemba singer. Yes. So they would yes. easily identify you. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, to that workers also, I was reading about uh, Kawande names. Ah, I've forgotten. I've forgotten. I need to go back to, uh, to there. Uh, there. There was certain meanings which were always given to the name. But when the, the, the white man came, Nathan, he told us that our names were evil. Can you imagine that? This is how they started naming us English names. They said our names were, were, were evil. Uh, we are from this and that. So at the end of the day, we started. Uh, but our friends in Western province, uh, the losses, I don't know how they managed uh, to, to make a stand, uh, or the Nigerians. Uh, yeah, Dr. Patrick. Good morning, Dr. Patrick. Wankalini.
Pennsylvania, it's nice. Uh, it's nice and warm. A little bit warm this uh, this morning, and okay. uh, you know, uh, uh, you're talking about where we come from. Uh, I lived in uh, Kashobwe. Uh, then uh, my mom is from Kazembe. So when the chief uh, uh, Kashobwe just asked about me just a little bit, and uh, I was close with the uh, people there. I mean, I was treated different than, uh, you know, almost like you're welcome, you know. It's like you are part of the, the you know, everything, whatever it's in Kashobu, because they know that I'm from Kazembe. Then I took a trip to buy pineapples in Ikalenge, uh, Northwestern. So we met a guy. Uh, I, I was just at the palace, at the door, you know. So I said, we were talking to the guy. He said, uh, so we're just talking, and I said, man, my mom, she's a Lunda from uh, the uh, Kazembe uh, uh, area. So the guy told me, oh. says, go and uh, greet them. They, 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 they will welcome you. Them, uh, they will welcome you uh, because you are a Lunda from, uh, uh, from there. Then if you follow the stop, because uh, the numbers there, they used to follow the you know, it's the, the, the numbers always, they were following the rivers, you know, until oh, okay. the split. Oh, wow. Then the split Never do that. The Bembas and the Wushis, and the, the Kawonde Street. Yeah, because they were... Myself, I did a DNA uh, with a 23, and then, uh, you know, a very interesting... Uh, my, my, my uh, thing. But my father is from Ruapura. So when he goes to the, he went to Chief Mukunami. Um, not only Chief Mukunami, all the the, the the chiefs sometimes when he wants land. And when he gets there, it's amazing how that guy knew uh, things, you know. For him, like in a just my dad, if, if, if you came in contact with him, we would just ask him. I don't know why he remembers. You know, my dad would just ask you, and uh, you know, the Kasai people, they'll come all the way from Kasai, and we are related just by Umukowa. Just like someone was saying, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, gods, you know. So you guys have interesting uh, history, uh, and I don't know where all this uh, thing of uh, tribalism you fight about in Zambia. Exactly, exactly, Mayama. Exactly what you what you are saying, because uh, like you are you've said, I, I told you on the last night. There is a village, um, Nathan, in Kasimba. When I go back to Wapula to to visit that village, they recognize me. And part of our tradition, both villages in Uwapula and uh, and the one in Kasempa, uh, Bakasonso will tell you where, where we come from. We don't have uh, uh, animals like Tongas. We have chickens. We use chickens as a way of honoring someone. They always killed a chicken for me. They always gave me a chicken when I went to, to Uwapula. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a great honor. Um, 
it was, it was a, 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 a good thing. And like Rama is saying here, why some you know uh, politicians want to uh, you know confuse us with all this uh, thing when we really think about it. We, we, we are one people. What uh, is Orupa? Dr. Mosanje, good morning. Uh, good morning, Roger. Zambia uh, Black Talk Radio today made my day. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Brought to by my uncle. Ambassador Bowlen is my uncle by, by marriage. Oh, I'm married to his niece. And yes. uh, he will be actually back in in June. We have a, a small event here. He will be here yes. to to be one of the people uh, at that event. So if yeah. you want anybody who didn't who has, who has the questions to ask, uh, he will be talking from America in June. Okay, okay, okay. Good, 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 good. In June. Based on. Let me add this. Uh, I'm sure everybody will be happy to hear this uh, spare. Um, I, I just got a message here from the UPND Secretariat. They, they, they greatly appreciate, and they say they could never, they, they couldn't just be, they are just beside themselves at the professionalism of the way we handle our discussions, and we don't antagonize the guests we address the issues of the subject. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Mm. We, we 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 are grateful for uh, for, for that. We have one of those We have one of those blockbuster um, discussions today uh, on top of the uh, of, of the hour. Uh, Nathan, it's been a while since we did such a show. Uh, uh, I talked a lot of people, um, that great discussion those people uh, had, and I thought there were some uh, items there which requires our attention this morning. So on top of the hour, we are going to look, uh, to look, at, to look at that. Mm. Um, so still looking, uh, Dr. Wakalonde, at uh, the, the chiefs. We, we talked about the chiefs. I was doing some small research. Uh, so there, there are eight paramount chiefs in Zambia, and 56. Uh, I don't know. We, we, they should be they should be called junior junior chiefs. Um, the question, like I said to Vachongo, is: uh, Do our chiefs have uh, adequate power uh, to to govern their kingdoms? Uh, probably not the way they used to do uh, to this day. Do we think these people have, or uh, the way it is is just fine? Who wants to have a go? Bachong, why don't I start with you? Um, yes, uh, I, th- they, I think they, they have power, but they don't have power as they had it before. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the cause of the loss is... Uh, politicization of the position mm. and you know when when the government comes in and they start mm. taking care of the chief then the chief somehow they start paying allegiance to the to the government <laughs> or to the political leaders <laughs> because 
in the past it was the people, the subjects who supported the chief. Exactly. They made contributions and the chief lacked nothing and the people just gave them and they would just say a word and things were happening. But now they have to wait for the government. Even the installation of chief, now the government has to come in. You know, the clan, this clan may say it's our chief dome, so we are going to elect someone, but then the government still has to come in and they confirm. You know, like that you lose the power because of the way the government is coming in. You know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the role of the subject to support the kingdom or chieftainship. But now that is being lost little by little. The chiefs are just being called to go to the, to the state house. And when they leave the state house, they're just thinking about state house and not their chieftain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you look at the allegiance people have to chiefs uh, in our country, we don't question their uh, their decisions. Uh, sometimes they they are the judges in the in the villages. Uh, you come whining and doing this. We don't question their allegiances. Uh, in my thinking, I'm like, ask these the right people to be overseeing a lot of our issues, or what is really the problem, account? <clears throat> it's, uh, it's a complicated relationship. It can go both ways. <clears throat> the failure can be attributed to the chief, and at the same time, at the same time, uh, the chiefs have also contributed to what is taking place. Like Wachongo was saying, uh, the corruption of their power. Eh? <laughs> yes. The chiefs have learned. The chiefs are sitting on millions and millions of dollars every day. They can do a lot of things without going to the government to beg for anything on that land. They can have even cooperatives within their kingdom, which can make millions and millions of dollars for them, and rich resources are under that ground. But the chiefs have opted to have an easy access to ground envelopes, you see, and sell their power to their government. The government doesn't have power to the land, and land is power, you see. Land the chiefs must be able to start thinking of how they are going to use that land instead of just giving it away. They can lease that land temporarily for one year. Somebody comes and grows anything on that land. But they don't want to think like that. Sure. You see, they are waiting for you to go and think for them. You see? That's where our problem with chiefs are. Now, the respect yeah. that we have for our kids it can be something that is very good and at the same time can be instrumental to us. You see? Because we think the chief is the person of what? Of wisdom. Which is not true. There are some things that the chief do wrongly. There are things that the chief do rightly. But if you want to, I can give it the chief from Western Province. That's why he is quiet. You see? 
Because the indunas that have come out over him, they tell him things that he's supposed to do, and he respects himself. Look at the look at the chief who a few days ago. He was suggesting that they get they get they get an appointment to run part of the the, the government, and he appointed how many chiefs did he pick? He picked some few chiefs. And he said one to a few chiefs to be part of it. That itself creates acrimony in the country. What about the other chiefs that are in Zambia? Mm. Are they not chiefs? What about the other paramount uh, chiefs? Are they not chiefs? That is creating acrimony. That is lack of wisdom right there. You see? That's why sometimes I can respect it. But they have contributed to the downfall of our countries or our our continent because they have too much power without allowing people to question or ask yes. questions. You, see? you ask a chief, you are a bad person. <laughs> uh, let's add on a point on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> my nature seems that as great as. to what you were discussing with uh, Wabaule, uh, what mm-hmm. Wakalonda said. A, a land has a real power. There is real power in land. If you see the struggles of land uh, here in Canada with uh, uh, the, the natives, land has, has real power. And then we, we shift all that power. We give one individual called the president of, of the country a... Right there. Is that not where they've lost it? Yeah, even the chiefs now, as Wachongo has said, they have become, they've turned into beggars, uh, literally beggars. The only thing is we go to, to clap for them or take some sugar, but that's it. You, you see, Roger, that, that point is very, you, you, those who listen to our discussion with uh, Ambassador Bowlen, he even made reference to the Native Americans. Of course, the Native Americans are uh, uh, even across the border, because people don't even know that Canada means my land, right? That's what Canada means. Oh, I didn't know that. It's uh, it's one of the native languages. It's one of the It's one of the. It can be. I believe that's what it means. It's one of the native languages. So they, when they interacted, you know, just like the story of our. Somebody is outside and I think the wind is interfering. Just like when the, what do you call it? Just like when our, the colonial masters came and the story is that the people were saying Chitwe, Chitwe, right? So the Lazumus couldn't say Chitwe, so they said Chitwe. So the interaction when the guys came to Canada, the natives were saying, Canada, this is my land, it means my land. You see, so the issue is Ambassador Bowen made reference to the what do you call it uh, to the issue of uh, the Native Americans becoming foreigners or strangers in their own land. And you heard what he said that uh, oh my goodness, you heard what he said about uh, what do you call it. Um, 
brought what's the word? Yeah, what he said about Zambia, the Chinese grabbing land at a very fast pace than anybody realizes. It's like we are sleeping. Okay. Now coming back to the issue of Hello. Yeah, there is uh, one phone. I don't know. Yeah, just uh, which, mute which, which one? Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll keep trying. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So the, the issue that Ambassador Bowling raised of land being grabbed at an alarming speed without even us realizing, he says this is going on and yet things are just, it's like we're not even paying attention to it. Here is the problem. You heard him say in 1991, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the MMD, I think, came and changed the law, the customary land. They moved it to free land, hold tenure, whatever. I think we need to bring him back and discuss this thing more of land because I don't think we understand the gravity that this subject is, you know, it's got to do with the nation. You, in certain countries, let's just even say in the United States, you don't even just give you land like that. You don't. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't understand why in Africa or Zambia in particular, it's so easy for somebody just... And then, I know the question is about our... I don't even know why we call them traditional leaders. Ambassador Inonge Bukistarewanika, she told me and said, there's no such thing as a king or a, a, a chief or a paramount chief. These were kings whom the colonial masters came and designated to chiefs because they thought that they couldn't be at the same level with King, I don't know that is Edward at that time in England. These are kings. Those were kingdoms in their own right. It's, that's yeah. why you know, the situation is different. It's unique in its own way. Because, you see, somehow when the European ruler and whatever went to Western province, they had a different relationship than when they did with other places. But I think, in my opinion, Roger, this is what I will say about this issue. It's up to us to redefine this situation. Oh, yeah. there's, no such th- there's no such thing as paramount chief Chitimukulu. It's King Chitimukulu. There's no such thing as Chimata Kazembe. It's King Kazembe. You know, uh, oh, king, 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 that is a uh, European term. Uh, what, what, yeah. what is our term? What would be the term of using? The term, then it has to be in every language. The benders need to, you know, should, what do they say? Uh, that's the word again. It just slipped in my mind. The, how do we we know that? We know. Thank you. Thank you, Bakalonde. That's the way the benders would refer to. Chief King Chitimukuru. I don't know how they say it in, in Tonga Bachongo. Mwata. I think the same terminology itself, Roger, is, is the designation. Mwata. It's saying, you know, Mwata means informal or a king or what it is. We need to, it's us to redesignate and to go back to what it originally was. It's up to us. Like Dr. Patrick tells us, Zambia will be promoted by Zambians, not Congolese or Kenyans. That's what it is. I say, we ourselves should say, these are not chiefs. We are Mwata. We remember. 
I don't know how you would refer to Chief Mukumida Chongo and all those other places. We can't let a foreigner define our leaders or who we are. Can you imagine if somebody coming into your house and say, your small little father here in this little house of yours? How are you going to react? You remember just how we used to react as kids when somebody talks about your mother? That was a big fight right there. Hmm? So it's up to us. I say it's up to us, Dr. Chong. It's up to us, Dr. Kalonde, to say, no, don't call my, don't call the Mwata chief. He's not a chief, he's a Mwata. That's what we need to do. Okay. So that is Nathan as the port is he, he had issues he had settled with the, with the government <laughs> calling our <laughs> Yeah. But the question was on uh, our, our chiefs are losing power or losing power because they have lost control of of the land. Uh they can yeah. give uh, is it uh one hectare here and this when it reaches this size a uh, government has to, to come in. Um uh, where is the uh, okay? Let me start with um, Vakasoso uh, and then the brother child who come in. Go in, Vakasoso. Yeah, the the thing about the chiefs losing power uh, is uh, we have to treat it as an historic problem. Uh, the the chiefs lost power, or we call uh, lost power. Let's call them chiefs for now because that's the tag. From the moment they lost. They, they assumed the title chief. They lost the power. Uh, what that means is that once the colonialists entered uh, those kingdoms, uh, the colonialists imposed a government so mm -hmm. that the chief now is sub the, the kings are subordinate to, are subordinate to the, that, that uh, colonial government. The present-day government that we have in African countries is a replacement of that colonial government. So the, the, the real intruder or, or, or encroacher on the power of the people uh, is that the system of government that was imposed by the colonialists now replaced by our own system and style of government. Uh, one of the countries I like the way they organize is the United Arab Emirates. The United Arab Emirates, the Emirates themselves, are actually what we would call kingdoms. Mm -hmm. And they bring those kingdoms together to form a country. Uh, it, it means that they, the kingdoms, define the borders of the particular uh, kingdom. They call, their, they call their kings the sheikh. So they're a conglomerate of seven sheikhs. That is the central government. And then they administratively organize it. So it would require for us to, to reorganize the republic if we had to retain the power to the chief. One of the chiefs, uh, one of the chiefs, I'll use the word chief, that I was impressed with his effort is Mwinelubemba um, recently was here in, in America and he was visiting with, um, with the Indian, indigenous Indian tribes and exchanging uh, knowledge and how they have survived over the test of time, the intrusion of the foreigners, or particularly the Europeans on their land, and, you know, exchanging notes and how they have reorganized themselves to adapt with the new system. And that is the one thing that we lack where the, our chiefs lost the, the power because over the years since they lost the power to the colonialists, there has not been an effort to rediscover how they can 
adapt the kingdoms to the changing terrain and shifting power. And as long as that remains the case, they are going to remain only traditional rulers uh, with uh, no real power over the people or over the land. Uh, they lost the power pre-independence during the colonial era. Okay. Um, before Brother Tadi, uh, again, we, we had a discussion with Wakalonde yesterday, and I said, <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, one of the fights, the Kaondes, uh, uh, back in the day, fighting for land, you know, all these chiefs were to conquer this chief, you have to fight. Uh, and if you are defeated, Nathan, if your village mm. is defeated, one of the symbols of defeat is they carried all your wives. They took them away from you. Dr. <laughs> 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 Patrick, you lost all your wives at the village. <laughs> you lost. You know, as I was saying to you, Akalonde, how much of a defeat is that? That is a symbol <laughs> of a man. To be able to defend your family, to be able to look after your family, they take it away. They, they used to humiliate people. Humiliation, you know. Uh, Balachad, you, you, you had a comment, I, I see you, you, you dropped. Balachad, why don't you come yeah. here? On top of the hour, we have a big discussion. Please don't go away. Okay. Um, I, I think Brother Kakonto is, is right, but I think the key component of our chief having any kind of power. If you don't control any money, you have no power. You have no say. Because you can't say I'm controlling, then you have to go and ask somebody else to give you money. So one of the things <laughs> that the, the, the modern day of... Uh, because look, yes. in, the, uh, in, the, in the past, any economic activity that was happening in any kingdom went through mm. the chief. If you went and killed the deer, that deer still belongs to the chief. You still part of what you caught still went to the chief. It's like the tax system with the British government and the, the Royal Empire when they were there. Certain percentage of the taxes that were collected went to the King of England, and then they redistributed and uh, uh, developed wherever governed the local municipalities and all that. So if, let's say, for instance, in the Mutinga province, our king there, uh, they have some sort of like a... a uh, like they have here, they have the local government, then you have the federal government. So our central government operates like a federal government where they raise money from taxes from all these provinces. But the people, there's money that is collected within a province that or within a chiefdom from the economic activity happening in that chiefdom yes. is collected and administered, administered within that uh, chiefdom. Then we can begin to say our chiefs have real power where they can call the shots. That's why in the U.S. you can find that Florida we stand against uh, the federal government. Even if we are with the president and I belong to the same political party, we can say for us we don't want this uh, same-sex marriage, for instance. And as a, as a, as a, uh, and our attorney general in Florida, we say we will not defend this. And it becomes a, a case, a legal case, between the central government, federal government and the state of Florida because they have real control of the economic activity within Florida. So until we can organize our kingdom in such a way that they can, they can have um, economic control of what's going on within their kingdom, yes. uh, the economic activity, part of it is retained within their control in their kingdom, then they are going to begin to have real 
power. And then one thing I, I just wanted to point out real quick with our guest earlier, um, it will be beneficial that he has, uh, there's a question that he seems to ask for what the procedure is for acquiring land. Because after listening to him, if I go and talk to an MMD guy, you would say, or a UCF uh, guy, he would say, hey, that guy doesn't even know. This is the procedure. You see, it's legally correct. So when you have the, the legal facts at hand, you can begin to say, yeah, because some of the arguments are made immoral. Legally, it may be accurate. The letter of the law may spell it out where, if it was followed, it would actually benefit the people of Zambia. But we know in our country what the law says is not necessarily how things are executed. Our problem is that we don't all the time go to the letter of the law and insist that the letter of the law is followed. We, we, we kind of base it more on um, feelings and uh, I don't like you, I like you. So if we really put some of these issues are legal, what does the law say? If the law supports what the state is doing, then we should be changing the law. Because even if the UPND comes into office, they will still do the same thing legally that the law states. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I think we are going to look at on top of uh, the, the hour is the, the advocacy um, uh, role the diaspora needs to play. We see our friends in Ethiopia pushing. I like the point of taxes, uh, uh, where the chiefs in given areas, they are given a share by law, not by the mercy of the president. Then we can have chiefs having some some real power. Why they are not given a share, a portion uh, of that? Uh, I don't understand. I don't know why. Uh, and this is why it has, has reduced our chiefs uh, to these uh, uh, levels. We are, we are going to play. We are, we are going to to play on that. Uh, go ahead. Yes. Uh, the, the last the last speaker, I think. He, uh, Mr. Charlie, who was talking about how the chiefs need to to be getting money or or whatever for them to feel like they are governing something, for them to feel like there is you know there well, is something real power. to yes. So a good a good example of what he just said. Right, Chief Chief is in Livingstone. The South Africans yeah. have come there. The South Africans have come there. To build the old intercontinental hotel, the old the whole Rainbow Hotel, they they pushed them all down and built new hotels there. So Chief Mukuni says, "This is my area." So which means all these buildings here, whatever returns are coming from these buildings here, Mukuni area needs a share. If you are going to build in Mukuni's area, whatever proceeds that are coming up, a certain percent come. To, to Chief, to Chief So now, which means that he has enough power to make one or two things happen because of those conditions, because the economy is there. Chief Mukuni's area, there's electricity now. It's like a small township because of all this money coming in. So like Mr. Charlie said, when a chief has the, 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 the money, so he has a little muscle so that he can, he can make decisions. So like our Chief Mukuni there, that's what he... The hotels, I hear one of the hotels there, they are special rooms that, mm. that are, okay, if, if anybody who rents this room, this income is going to, to the area. 
This room is going to that area. Those other rooms, they can be yours. A helicopter, there's people who own, who own uh, those helicopter rides, those helicopter rides, He's at, at his disposal. He wants to go to Rosaka today. Hey, you with the helicopter, if you want free, I'm going to Rosaka. Boom, or nothing. So he has that muscle in Livingston to be able to do that, just like Mr. Charlie said. And that's what chiefs need. If, you, if, if in each province you had a chief who had enough resources to be able to sustain themselves, they would have the power to resist some of these pressures that they have from, from the government. So the gentleman was, was very, very correct by saying the money would make the chiefs be a little more flexible to do, to do what they want. So that was just one example I was, I, I was giving that I know of. Okay. Uh, where is my where is my my am? Where is my am? Th- uh, th- th- thank you, Roger. And uh, like I shared before, uh, the first closest thing I came to uh, work with the chief is when I worked in a mission. And when we went there uh, with a missionary, and uh, because I had to interpret that that's part of the the country, the uh, Congo. Yeah, they they speak uh, uh, Bemba. So if the chief uh, chief Kashobwe uh, uh, is very humble man, very quiet, and sometimes I used to see the men. He says, "What what's always about about King? I mean, uh, King, uh, Chief Kashobwe. We call him Chief Kashobwe. Very humble, and I got closer to uh, to to his family. But if you take a region of uh, then there was a small chiefs, there was Kapepula. Uh, then from Kapepula, you go to, but, but they have even Kawama. You go, there's a Kawama there. And uh, we were the only place where we had a vehicle. So sometimes the people, like, uh, from the city, they will come, like, uh, they say the governor is coming. So they will come to the mission and say, we need, we need transport. And I'll take these guys, uh, the military, the Congo, uh, uh, Congolese military, in, my, in the pickup with the mission, and uh, the guy, the, the mission now is to retire here. You know, I'm, I'm in touch with him all the time. We, we, we talk. So I'll take the the, 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 the the pickup truck. Then start going to these chiefs. And these chiefs, they're very complicated people. And they do care about their, <laughs> they, 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 they do care about their, uh, their people. And just like so, I to be know, a chief, Mayama, you know, they said the, you have to have... Uh, um, heavy. <laughs> or, or like, like Mukuru will say, can you can you sleep at a, at a, at a graveyard? At uh, 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 you know when he's warning government, is that tough? He can yeah. even sleep at a. Uh, are those yeah. true stories, ma'am? Are those true stories? Uh, well, let, let me finish and then I'll, I'll come back to that. No, and, uh, because I'm trying to catch can... you. So I want you to answer that one so I can, we can uh, do. Okay. We can well, go well, to another. Can, uh, can I sleep? Can I sleep at a grave? Yeah, <laughs> can you? <laughs> no, no. I, my question what, is: what, what, what are those stories what, what, true where they say chiefs were put into some kind of test for you to be a chief? Oh, that one I don't know. That I don't know. No. But but let me just say this: when 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 we go to the chiefs, right? These guys will come mm-hmm. in with the guns, and they want they want. Because they have to get permission from the chief that we will be, they, they, and they have to let the chief know that uh, we'll be coming around, you know. That there was uh, there was meetings uh, 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 
with them. But what I want to tell about the Chief Kashobwe, because I work closely with him, the region, you know, the, the area he had. And my close relatives got arrested in, uh, in, uh, in Kashobwe because they went over the boundary, you know. What, what I'm saying, they, they, the chief, their hands were clean. But if you were, you are a bad guy, you want to come in, uh, in there and, uh, and uh, do uh, some uh, strange, they, they know about it. They know who's doing they, what. They knew as the, with their powers or with their intelligence? Uh, there are special people who report it. With, uh, that, that's the reason sometimes I get upset when, I, when I'm talking about the president, uh, our, our, the, the way the gassing was going and stuff like this. Because I was very close, and the guy, after I left Congo, the guy came and visited me. The one was like uh, the chief. I like that point to Ayama. Like the chief, uh, whatever. The, this guy's in no uniform. A bad guy can go, can go there. <laughs> And they will arrest him. And we should go. <laughs> we, should we are going to do a show. <laughs> we are going to when, do a show. When, 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 let me finish, Baruch. <laughs> if you want, if you want, you can you can call up this missionary and instead you go in a prison in a, in a, in, Ka, in Kashobwe. You find some ba- some very bad guys who are arrested in in, in there with a simple with a simple guy. You know, because they know who's coming in and who's who's go, who's go, who's going out. I got. I, yeah. I'm not yeah. bragging. I'm not bragging because we went there. We, 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 we have. Uh, uh, we have four minutes. Uh, four minutes. No, to but the hour. Is that four, we, we start. Hold on. Hold on. Don't say they're don't, don't say they <laughs> power. Who made them to lose power? It's you guys with guns. With uniforms and with, you know, a gun has done a lot of damage in, in, in some things. But if you take as a chief himself, you guys with orokagis, uh, uh, orokagis, or there's a name. And I'm not saying everybody, you know. You are undermining these guys. They're looking for development. They're looking for honest people. Just like I was very excited when I read uh, a Daily Mail or Times of, of Zambia. See how much okay, development I'm, is let me cut you short. Let me cut you short. Uh, um, very quickly here. Uh, I don't know, Dr. Don't, don't say that you, way. Don't you, say that way. You, you, you want to, to throw in one sentence. You can, you can blame, come in any time. Blame yourself to go under uh, President Lungu was in uh, Parliament yesterday, and uh, he was talking about values and principles. Um, values, values, and principles. I never even listened to that uh, uh, I remember last week when we discussed uh, the gassing. Um, it turns out this thing was all planned. Uh, in my view, I would be arrested probably for saying this by the PF. Uh, it has just backfired on, on them. Uh, what say you uh, on this issue of values uh, our president was talking about yesterday? It's a... It's a <laughs> I, I could say maybe Miss Mona, Miss Mona, Ms. Mona uh, the president really did not have anything to talk about. I, I, I think he wasted the uh, people's time to discuss values and principles when they are big things that need to be discussed in the country. Uh, when you talk about values and principles uh, in a country that is uh, ridden with poverty, with, in a country that is ridden with unemployment, with a country ridden with the 
the kwacha going down every minute in a country ridden with corruption, then you take and discuss values when you know where the values are falling. What is very disappointing is that man let his wife to go and cry in church about casting when in fact he was dining with the guy that has been accused of doing the gathering. Then he talks and he preaches values and principles. It's an embarrassment, honestly. We know where things were coming from. Yeah. My daughter was my own daughter with her child. Yeah. Was you, you, you know not to cut you short Wakalonde. Uh, when I heard that uh, speech, um, it was sad. Uh, here is a man saying we cannot allow uh, tribalism. And yet, he, uh, two weeks ago, he allowed his ministers, the Kandulus of this world, to do exactly that. Uh, and uh, he then comes to tell us about uh, our values. Um, I, 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 I don't know. The president has reached the point of... Uh, where people we can't listen a, 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 anymore. Uh, what he says doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. This is a sad state of affair. Uh, to a great extent, what we are seeing in America, where the president says something and the people are like, uh, really, whatever, you know. Um, anyway, that's what I, I, I would say about uh, about, uh, about that. I, I don't want us to go. Any further, uh, Dr. Patrick, you heard us uh, uh, whine about uh, our chiefs. We have a critical discussion coming up right now. Please don't go away. Don't go away. Don't miss out. Um, did you have any comment on our chiefs, Dr. Patrick? As you listened to us whine as always. No, I'll, I'll wait until you go in, in depth on the subject of our chiefs. Or traditional leaders. Okay, no, we we, we are actually leaving that uh, discussion. That's why I uh, came uh, to you. But um, the the larger discussion here is what we do every day, uh, Nathan. Uh, small in our small way on Zambia Block Talk uh, Radio. Uh, but we are being called to take up a bigger, bigger, bigger role. So we are going to look at. Um, some of the items we have professors here who should do, uh, help us understand some of these things uh, being required. Well, then, then, uh, then, uh, then before you before you go on to that subject, let me just yeah add a, a few bits of um, morsels, tasty morsels for everyone to think about uh, with respect to the the naming and the acquisition of lands with respect to the chiefs, quote-unquote chiefs or traditional leaders. I just wanted um, everyone to to think about uh, how things are renamed for the purpose of the, colonial, the colonialist movement throughout Africa. And we're just just like when you when you're talking about um, Hebrew, and they say, well, where's the derivation of the name Hebrew? And the derivation of the name Hebrew is Hebrew, 
coming over, coming from one part of land into the land that became known as Canaan. And then if you were to obtain a map, say 1740, just look at that map and you'll find something interesting with respect to the culture and the changing of names and the changing of a people. In the on, on that map, the 17400 map, you see along Guinea, and Guinea is is not as is so similar to the Guinea today, but Guinea is a wide patch of land uh, on the on the West African coast, and included in Guinea, you'll see that there is the Gold Coast, and then you have the Slave Coast. In the Slave Coast, you'll find something very interesting and peculiar, being that from the Slave Coast, a uh, uh, predominant amount of um, Africans were brought to the Americas. But again, in the Slave Coast, you'll find that there is a description of a land or a people, and you will find... <coughs> Something called the Kingdom of Judea. The Kingdom of Judea in the Slave Coast. And therefore, if you're going to change names, because you know the um, the names of Hebrews uh, will have Elohim or Yahweh or Yah. And, and in order to make this disconnection, you have to change the name of people from Judea in Africa when they're being brought over to the Americas. So look at that. You have a, a landmass where you have people with Hebrew roots, and it's called the Kingdom of Judea. So therefore, you must change that in order to change the history of, quote-unquote, slaves being brought from the slave coast to the Americas. I'll, I'll leave you with that thought. Okay. That's a fair thought. Those, those, those are fair thought. It is something to, to think about. Okay, welcome. So everyone here, a uh, good number of us, probably is going to have uh, one question to, uh, to tackle. Uh, so pay attention as we uh, play some of these uh, uh, clips. Uh, we continue to discuss the role of the, the diaspora. Every day it's becoming bigger and bigger. We in the Zambian diaspora probably are even lagging behind when we look at how others um, are moving, the progress they, they are making, the force they've become uh, in, their, in their homelands. So we'll continue to be having these discussions as, uh, as we go on. Uh, in our first clip, we look at the importance of the diaspora. Rakalonde, um, all the doctors here, Rachongo, Rakasonso, Dr. Patrick, they help us um, in some of the elements which are mentioned uh, in, this, in this clip. Here we go. Okay, I don't have uh, sound coming unless others are, uh, are hearing something. Uh, 
Okay, this will be very bad. Uh, let me try to play <laughs> another clip. Yeah, let me try to play another clip. Uh, see if it will start. If it doesn't, then mm -hmm. my written words uh, will uh, will have to take over. I like to hear from people when they talk. Yeah, nothing on this one. And let me try another one. So all my, all my, I spent the whole night yesterday. Uh, I can't uh, play them, but we'll, we'll do the the needful. Uh, one of the things they discussed in, in that video, uh, those who are my friends on Facebook, uh, please uh, uh, read it. Um, we, the members of the diaspora, as always, uh, we are big for, we are known for remittance, but somehow a lot of people are saying that is just cheap change. Uh, the diaspora uh, can be the agents of change uh, for their homelands. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, trade, in terms of uh, investment, in terms of research, in terms of innovation, in terms of knowledge and technology transfer. I don't know uh, where you want yeah. to start off. For. Say we start with yeah. trade, in terms yeah. of trade, how can the diaspora be uh, uh, mm -hmm. that agent of uh, change for our homeland. Uh, yes, thank you, Roger, for uh, this um, um, opportunity to, to contribute on the topic. Uh, I listened to that video uh, with, where they spoke about um, the different uh, aspects of, of the work that are being done by the diaspora. And also, I also um, I noted uh, the place, the central spot that they gave to the nation of Ethiopia. And Ethiopia, they say that they are saying that it's um, behind Nigeria. It's the second largest, uh, or fastest, second or fastest growing economy because of the input of the diaspora in their own country. Uh, we have to go back to the legal system and the management, the central management of, um, of of the of the economy in a particular country, for us to determine the kind of efforts that their own people can bring in. Uh, I'll point out a few things. Number one, uh, we do not have competent management, central management of the economy in Zambia because all the resources that Zambia makes, we know it and we've discussed it, all the money that Zambia makes is spent in the regional and global economy. So the money doesn't stay at home in Zambia. That is why there is not money there because it is a leaking pipe and there has not been a policy to retain money within the economy, so much so that even if you take a giant enterprise and you go and take money in Zambia, it will find its way out of Zambia to South Africa, to Dubai, into the regional economy, uh, because uh, over the last 20 years, we have created this transit marketplace. Uh, it's like Zambia market, and things like that. So where you are lacking that structure that retains money within the economy, uh, big investment uh, cannot be expected from uh, even members of the diaspora. Two, it's a legal issue. 
Members of the Zambian diaspora are second-class citizens in the Republic of Zambia. If you go to Ethiopia, there is no distinction between your rights and your, your, whatever you can do in your country if you are an Ethiopian based here in Washington, D.C., where the majority of the Ethiopians are actually found. They are in the metro area here outside of Ethiopia. They are all over here in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Uh, you can go back to your country and have all the rights and privileges uh, for whatever you want to aspire to, establish any kind of business, the support system from the government. And also it's the Ethiopian diaspora, actually, that have been at the forefront lobbying the United States government for its massive investment in the energy sector in Ethiopia. And it's Ethiopian, American Ethiopian companies that are based here, and some of them based over there, that have been the vehicle through uh, transmitting this massive investment in their economy. So I, I would just say that uh, what we are doing right now as a diaspora, particularly from Zambia, we send our relatives money or we start up small projects or we, we build a retirement home. Uh, that still accounts for uh, big support with a balance of payment because we are even supporting the currency. But the management of the economy from there is so poor that it does not help or encourage uh, efforts from the diaspora to be able to, uh, you know, make significant and giant movements of capital from the global economy into the Zambia because they've put the country out there and they're managing it as just a place to it's a pass through. You know, you you pour in uh, tens of thousands or millions of dollars. Those millions of dollars are not going to stay in the Republic of Zambia. They'll find themselves in the pockets of uh, the Emirates or in the pockets of the Chinese or the South Africans. So there is a, a, a governmental issue that needs to be dealt with. Uh, we either need uh, a change of government or a strategic change in public policy to retain resources and money within the country. That has to be very, very deliberate. In the absence of that, uh, it is, it, it's going to be just a story we, we have every year, and it's a conversation we're going to, to have. Um, that is, uh, without, uh, like I said, also... Yeah what uh -huh. we are actually trying to change um that is what we are trying to change I, I, and, and i ask i request that you go and watch that video because those questions you have outlined they're happening in every, every african country uh the resistance by our people back home uh our government uh and one story i read like as also you'd want to hear mm -hmm. uh the new yeah. young prime minister of uh, uh Ethiopia. He appointed uh -huh. uh, someone who was uh, Canadian with Canadian passport until the yeah. entire population, the entire population, heard about it and held for democracy and human rights across the continent. Africa's most powerful resource is proving to be the caring attitude of its people. So one of my videos was <laughs> just started to play like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I don't even know what has started to play. But again, it was uh, a member of the diaspora appointed in Ethiopia, and it broke loose when they heard uh, the people back home. The people back home, what they want is our remittance, full stop. It, it, it ends there. <laughs> uh, who else has a different view? I, I want them to talk about this as a different view as a member of the diaspora. For instance, I'll give an example. 
uh, one of the um, projects we are working on as members of Zambia Block Talk Radio is uh, uh, start to keep the goats. And uh, suppose we are talking direct with the farmers. Uh, we find the markets uh, in Saudi Arabia. We find the market in the United States for the goats. My thinking is that that money like also will go direct to affect uh, the farmers. Who is going to support me? Rachongo or Rakalonde, you can have a say on this. That is on the promotion of trade as a role for the diaspora. Rakasonso or Rachongo can go on. Okay, if you give two people to feed, uh, no, no one will. Uh, why, why don't you go, Rachongo, on this, on, on this question of the promotion of, of, of trade? These are the problems we have in our homeland. Yeah, I think the, the farmer, the small, even the small benefits from such an arrangement. Uh, you know, the small scale farmers don't have the means to find markets. And so if there was someone who could initiate um, a strategy of getting whatever they produce, say, for instance, you mentioned uh, God, and if that is going on, and if someone who makes an arrangement and those small-scale farmers be at home and someone will pick their God and tell them they will have the money, that will definitely affect uh, the community in, in that Many will start raising the goats, and you can go there and pick them up from them. And, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal for someone way out in Minlunga to raise goats and to, sell them, to bring them to Lusaka, <laughs> you know. But if there's an arrangement, the diaspora comes up with a, a big project, and they do the logistics for getting the livestock from every end of the country, and the communities definitely would benefit from that. And the money will just go back. They will be able to send their children to school without problem. You know, so definitely if the diaspora um, came up with such a, a situation, everything would be fine. Bakalonde, I want to believe you are a researcher. You are in in, in research. Um, if you in, in, in your profession, um, our friends uh, again in Ethiopia was a good example in that video we we, we shared. Uh, they, they, and other countries, they are almost bringing the entire universities where where they are back back home, as the sister universities, as, uh, as, as whatever. Uh, there's so many of you we have as professors, as doctors here in, 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 in diaspora. Where, where do you come in? Where do you fit in, in the development of our, of our nation? Vis-a-vis, -vis again, with poor leadership, every country in, uh, in Africa, somehow, somewhere, we have uh, people who don't think like us. Firstly, before you, 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 you go to uh, research or what we do, is first ask yourself, just as we are here gathering, ask yourselves, uh, who wants to go and live in Zambia today? 
right now? And okay, good question. How long? Good question there. Good question. That noise is very good. Um, how long would we survive if we went there? Okay. Uh, 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 as, as you speak, uh, we, if you know your phone uh, has the, your background, I'm sure you can tell. Please mute your phone. Uh, that will help us. There's uh, quite a bit of no, uh, noise coming. Uh, a lot of phones are open. Please mute your phone, and uh, you can open when I call on you. Go ahead, Wakaru. Okay. So. Uh, it is something that um, we have experienced, everybody, over, uh, every one of us here, whereby we trek, we go back home, we visit, three weeks, we start longing to come back because of stress of how things are done and how things are run. And, uh, yes, we can, we can contribute to changes back home. We can contribute in so many ways. But the uh, Right now, as we are talking, I'm chatting with a, a Zambian guy who is a uh, lecturer at CBU. Uh, he was uh, my schoolmate when I was in my PhD. We are chatting. He wants to come back, seriously, because of the situation that is prevailing back home. So when we talk about what can we do, there is a lot that we can do. But do we have the platform where to do it? We might think we can have the platform, but is there a deliberate policy like they have in Ethiopia? Do they have a deliberate policy like they have in Rwanda? We should look at those things very, very critically if things are going to work from the diaspora to our country. Because you are not going to make something in a vacuum. It's quite difficult unless there's a deliberate policy that will support your ideas. So we try by all means, but we end up not achieving what we want to do because there is no deliberate policy that is going to manage our institutions or our ideas. That is my take on why the diaspora most especially Zambian diaspora, <laughs> struggles to go and do things back home. We can even talk yeah, about yeah. this. Again, the others are my friends on Facebook. I beg of you, listen to that video. In that video. advocating for democracy and right. human rights across the continent. Africa's most powerful right. resource is proving okay. to be okay, listen, the, the video attitude of its people. Okay. Uh, it is totally different. Uh, yes, Kelvin. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, uh, Kelvin. But, but the problems you mentioned, Bakalonde, uh, everyone would know before Prime Minister Abi of Ethiopia came in, Ethiopia was the brink of being broken uh, in pieces. And the fight, the first and foremost, the people who put up the fight were the people in diaspora to bring their country away from dictatorship. It was the diaspora. Not the people are in Ethiopia. They fought hard. So <laughs> I, I don't want us to remove us from the solution. Go ahead, uh, um, uh, Kelvin. 
I, I would uh, I would be doing a disservice to ZBTR and uh, the Zambian uh, Republic at large if I did not uh, pass my greetings to my idol, Dr. Kalonde. But having said that, having said that, that I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree completely with uh, both uh, Dr. Kasonso and Dr. Kalonde on this basis, right? We cannot just always, always sit back and uh, look forward to governments to creating a deliberate policy. Let's understand what policy is, right? Those guys may not know uh, what policy exactly. to implement if you have uh, a certain uh, you know, business idea, right? So that's why Roger is saying we in the diaspora have a very, very critical role to play, even in shaping of policy, right? Uh, the misuse of deliberate uh, policy should stop because if you, Dr. Kalonde or Dr. Kasonso, had a novel idea, right, you can sit, uh, put it down on paper, uh, seek audience uh, with uh, an MP, a minister, or whoever, explain, uh, you know, what you're doing and tell them this is the kind of policy that will lead to, you know, uh, uh, successful implementation of this idea. Those guys, are not uh, are not dogs for lack of a better word right they are human beings as well they would look at that and say wow this is great let's go ahead and do it i say this because look at 1991 we had uh, a huge problem with transportation in zambia what did the mmd government do uh, based on your cliche deliberate policy they opened up the floodgates for buses to come into the country that sorted out uh, the problem you see that what we need to do guys Let's stop uh, uh, discouraging ourselves to think that uh, we cannot uh, invest in Zambia. Uh, if you, Dr. Kalonde, Dr. Kasonso, myself, and anybody else on this radio was able to raise five, six million dollars, and we want to invest in the hospitality business, we want to uh, construct a, a, you know, a five-star hotel. Are you guys really telling me that uh, these these guys in leadership are so stupid to to block us from doing that? No, they will not do that. Roger spoke about the goat business. If we are able to raise uh, sufficient funds to start a massive uh, goat rearing uh, business in Zambia, are you telling me that these people will stop us? They won't. Coming to Doctor Casonso, uh, yes. The reason uh, uh, Zambia is a pass-through nation for, for, for these investments and the money, right, is because what 90% of investments in Zambia are foreign. You want these foreigners to keep their money in Zambia? No. They'll keep operational funds in Zambia, period. But if you and I raised $5 million and we invested that $5 million, guess what? 90% of that $5 million or the profits we're making will remain in Zambia. Zambia can be developed by you and me. Zambia will never be developed by foreign entities. So let's stop discouraging ourselves. We, I can give a challenge here after the show, guys. Let's jump on a call. Uh, let's uh, brainstorm. What can we take uh, to Zambia? How do we raise the money? Trust me. You guys will be dropping off one, one by one, right? Um, because... Uh, One, there's a huge mistrust amongst uh, ourselves. Anytime you mention $50, people's hairs will, will spring up. No. Ethiopia is not immune to the problems that Zambia has. 
That is just there are even worse problems. There are worse problems. Uh, than problems. And oh, if, yeah. if yeah. those problems yeah. exist in Zambia, we we have a force enough to change those oh. things back in the country. Oh. I appreciate the time. Yeah. Roger, okay, Roger, Roger, you, you want to jump in? Roger, just to after listening to let's talk about the jumping in, Roger, you can come. I want also to appreciate Kelvin's inspirational speech. Definitely, he um, can do a very good motivational video that could help a lot of people to uh, think positively. But what we are forgetting is that um, when we are talking, <laughs> what we are forgetting is that, um, you know, uh, okay, he mentioned that we put money together and whatever. I, I'm going to give a very, very, very tangible evidence. A friend of mine called Jan Sachpili. In Kitwe, he had a construction company called Power Freight. Jan Sachpili came and lived with me in California, in Fontana. He was making about $100,000 per month through mining constructions in Kitwe, in, in, on the Copper Belt. Then he decided to go back and do more within Zambia. As you, he came from Zambia, he came and lived in America, then he went back. Kansachpili had a contract with KCM, which was about almost a billion dollars. He went and bought machinery in China from the banks borrowing money. After that, somebody in the government went and told KCM to cancel the contract and give it to somebody in the mini- one of the, um, uh, the government uh, people, the ministers and whatever. Kansachpili, as I'm talking today, is underground. He died of heart attack. Everything taken away by the banks. That's what I'm talking about, deliberate policy. What does that tell you? One of the videos, Makalonde, I I wanted to to, to play was on our influence as members of a diaspora. I'll send you the the, the entire uh, video. What does that tell you about our influence? Uh, when uh, one of us can go home and government can override whatever we have uh, said, we have planned to do, and they can override it like that. What does that tell you about yeah. our power and our influence? But, Roger, let, I let feel sorry for Kelvin to think the way he's thinking that things are going to be different. We know how our government play and what they do. We know how the government is being run by the rebels, and you tell me that you will do something you want without government interference. I'm sorry. So to, to, to start with, um, I think that um, that, that case, see, that's why I always try to distinguish between the personnel that's running and just changing policy. In this specific instance where somebody's contracts are cancelled, because the government official said so. It's not a policy, because legally on paper, he could have done everything correct, and within the law it would have been all correct. And then also the people who are cancelling the contract, if uh, legally they, they, they followed the legal steps, it doesn't change the narrative, it doesn't change anything, it doesn't help us. So we need to be able to, 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 be able to identify the problem and fight that issue. 
because if we are going to ensure that these things don't continue happening, we have got, somebody had to be held accountable. Who instituted, first of all, how was the contract obtained? Okay, it was obtained legally. Who instructed the people to cancel the contract? You take that person to court. The next person in charge will be like, ah, if I cancel these contracts, I'll be in trouble like my predecessor. So then we I want you to look at probability on a, a specific a problem like Vakalonde has, has, has brought here. Uh, but um, you and I, members of the diaspora, those who are here on the call, those who listen to us, uh, how can we shape policy such that things like this, these are some of the African problems. It's not only Zambia. These are but, some of but African Russia. problems. Uh, let me finish my question to you. Is yeah, that uh -huh. you and me, we know that the running of business in America is a respect of the rule of law. Here in Canada, it's a respect of the rule of law. And that is non existent in most of African countries. But we are being caught. But what and now we are being caught. Let's go home and tell people uh, this kind of thinking is wrong. Let's do the right thing for our country. Go ahead. Okay, Roger, because we are zeroing in on a specific thing when we are supposed to be offering a, a, a suggestions. How can we build policy from here in the diaspora? How can we build policy? How can we build the law to govern business back home? Go ahead. Our, our solution to these problems that we have, in the absence of people being prosecuted and held accountable for their actions, I don't care who writes the law. You can get the best when the, the G7 can write the rules for Zambia, as long as they implement, at implementation, nobody is held accountable. Even the next guy, don't get it, HH or Nebus Mumba, they are going to come in, they will do the same thing. So my point no. is that if we, when we begin to hold people accountable, then they begin to respect the rule of law. If nobody is in prison... Are you sure about that if you were bringing $2 billion to Zambia for investment, no, they will not change the... They will not be able to... They, they will, no, no, Makasonko, before you come in, I, I've got to hold up on that one. But first of all, okay. on this issue, Roger, I'm convinced that as long as we don't hold people accountable, meaning prison terms for people who abuse the law, we are going to be talking about the same stories. But my contribution <laughs> was this. Um, when we look at uh, the diaspora, for instance, we, we, I listened to part of that video over the diaspora. One of the things that was evident is how the Ethiopian diaspora has been influential and some of the other countries that were mentioned. Then I looked at, for instance, the Zambian diaspora. We should be asking a question, so how do we have a little more impact as a diaspora from yes. Zambia yes. specific? One of the things is, number one, we can learn from our friends. What did you do exactly? If you lobbied the U.S. government for aid and help and all that, or the donor community, how did you do it as a diaspora? So we can get pointers from them. And then secondly, we have uh, a lot of the associations, like organizations. I like that. Now we are going to solutions. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. And organizations that are dotted around, mm. can we coordinate? Can we have a forum where uh, between the diaspora, the various interest groups, like uh, right now the most prominent are the local associations, instead of just staying away from them, can we begin to influence exactly. them? Exactly. Yes, you have gathered. How can now you direct your effort from just funerals to these things that are meaningful and helpful uh, to our people without shutting down their funeral activities? Now, now, now you are going to the solution. Do more. 
Um, now uh, you are going to say to the solution. Well, well, exactly. No, because when, if Nathan remembers when we were forming uh, OZA, that was the direction that we were going, and that's why I'm insisting for the organization to be a, something that could be a think tank, could be a, a, a block that can influence and uh, bring about real change. But we've got to find a way of coming together without stopping the smaller organizations from doing what they do. You can continue doing what they do, but how do we come together on certain issues as a bigger collective voice uh, to, to, to make more impact? And then lastly, you're not going to convince me that unless you begin to imprison people, things are going to change. Bring Nevers Mumba, bring the Pope. The corrupt people will still be there, will still be crying until people begin to pay for their wrongs that they do. Addition to what Brother Chadi has said, if again you listen to, to that video, uh, I hope we can make it our case study uh, in, in, in that video. Like also. The lady from Nigeria is saying, uh, yes, we need all this big umbrella. Maybe Brother Noah uh, can probably talk uh, about that. Create this big um, umbrella. Find a way of us agreeing and uh, now belonging to uh, while we are existing uh, with these small, small, small groupings coming together to be a force to reckon with. Uh, we, the members of the diaspora, we have an issue ourselves to come together. Before we can even blame government back home, we have an issue. We can't agree. Uh, Kelvin will tell you here, the God thing we are starting, up to now we don't have the name because we can't agree. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Makasos. <laughs> yeah, you see, we have to come to terms uh, with this reality based just on the numbers of how the economy is being run back home. That uh, these uh, uh, Mr. Lungu's PF and their supporters, they've had a chance to lead. And we have seen what can come out of their effort. We cannot sit around here and tell us that that's the best we can do and that what they're doing there is the best public policy. And that is where, that, that's the type of enterprise where we have to put in our ideas or put in our connections and stuff. Uh, we have to change. We have to change the people and we have to change the strategy of the country altogether. Because clearly what we are doing there is not working. What about clearly what we are doing? We, the diaspora, we the diaspora should, should actually double up on the effort to have some other people drive, sit in the driving seat of the economy. When we talk about public policy, public policy affects everything. Just a, a, a few uh, shows ago, Roger, you, uh, you brought a powerful discussion on the ease of doing business. What is the ease of doing business? The ease of doing business is simply working capital. Working capital is the money you spend for your expenses, for your business to run. It's like putting oil in a car for it to run. If there is no money in the economy, uh, the working capital is not available for small businesses. That is, not, that is how business is made difficult to be done. And if you, you, you are in government and you fail to, take, to block this, gaping, uh, this gap that sucks money out of the economy, all the time, and you don't have a solution except to lament, no, uh, the, the, the capital came from foreigners, we as a country can renegotiate those contracts and can get the people a better deal on what is produced out of the country. We, we yep. can also streamline and change the amount, of, the, amount of, um, the amount of imports that we are getting and not import things that we can even produce ourselves. 
There is no concerted effort on the front of the economy. It's but, just but, borrowing. But, 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 and right now, right, right now, if you look at that, no, no, let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Hold on, hold on. No, the environment, the environment, the environment, the environment in which we are doing business, the environment in which we are running the economy is a prerogative of government. Is a prerogative of government, and we cannot uh, fold our arms and look at a failing government and think that no, we should no, we should come, we should just we should just come and sit together here in Washington, and we 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 have made some effort to go and lobby government. We don't have partnerships over there. The way they are thinking and the way what they are looking at and the way they are looking at investment is totally different from how investment works. How can you work with such a group of people? This is what we want for our country. How are we going to Roger. achieve this? The achievement of these bold ideas, the achievement of these bold and big ideas, starts with removing these, the, the, the failures. They have had the chance to lead. They have failed. And you remove Roger. the failures and put in other people, then we can feed them with <laughs> new ideas. Okay. Roger. And that's happening. And this is not personal, okay? Please don't take it as personal. You have not been in the diaspora uh, at the advent of uh, Edgar Lungu's uh, president. No. You have been in the diaspora long enough. When probably Manawasa or even Arabi were president, let's talk about the business environment. What business environment existed during Arabi? It was conducive. That we don't care. We want the country to improve now. We have the opportunity to do something about it now. Let's see that's one individual talking at the time. That way we can have a civilized discussion. Thank you very much. You have lived long enough in the diaspora. Zambia's uh, uh, business environment have changed. You see that? There was a business environment probably during RB that was very conducive. What did you do about that? You see, my point to you is stop looking at just the leadership. I gave you an example. You get five, raise five million dollars. Uh, you go and start an investment in Zambia. Don't tell us about uh, a friend of yours. We organized actually three billion dollars from the United States. We don't have partnership. Stop talking to other of our voices. Again, we lose the discussion. Just generalize it. Let's go. Well, let me finish, right? We, can't, we cannot be looking at all uh, because, uh, you know, somebody went back, uh, they got a contract in KCM and this and that. No. Why are we only focusing on contracts as a business? No. There's, there are businesses we can start from the ground up. You see that? Do not well, uh, What happened with that contract? Uh, let's not Roger. dismiss it. What happened with that uh, contract, Kelvin, can happen to any of it. And this is now why we are Roger. saying... We need us to sit together and formulate something which is uh, um, not easy, not easy for someone to play with. I, that is an example. Okay, so let me finish. Noah comes in. Yeah, go ahead. Give me a minute. Yeah. Noah comes in. I'm not, I'm not dismissing that situation, right? But that situation mm-hmm. should not discourage us 
from looking exactly. for better I agree with that. avenues. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the point I'm making. Trust me, yes. if uh, the current business environment is not conducive, there will be no other business environment. The system mm -hmm. in Zambia is such. You see that? Politicians wield mm -hmm. so much power. So even you, if you, you take the leadership... You know, Kelvin, others come in. With that same example by Tipera and Twenikin, we go full force. Eh? Full force with the, with the currents, full force of, with knowledge, full force with a network of lawyers from, from here. We say, this is going to be our, um, our guidelines to work with you guys as we sign this. You touch this business, arbitration will be done in Washington, D.C., not here in Lusaka. Absolutely. Does anyone agree? Absolutely. Agree. Let's sign. You know? This is why we are discussing these things. Yes. There are Zambian yes. cats running an other type of business called Ulendo as the government stopped them. No, guys. Let's use the knowledge, the exposure, the confidence we have. You put together a business plan. Dr. Patrick <coughs> encourages us to do that. You put together a solid business plan. You raise three, four, five million dollars. It's in the economy. The government will not and say, economy. this is what we're not looking for. Stop. Uh, in a Milan circle, discourage, guys. Not in that economy. You know, this is what we are talking about here. If a few of us here can be so... find it antagonistic, how are we going to control 100, 1,000 people? Come on, guys. Let's be tough tested. Let's be tough tested. Um, I'm not sure it was like I don't want to say something. Roger. Yes, go ahead. Thank you, Roger, for giving me an opportunity. You said uh, about the diaspora uh, making change. And uh, finally, I think you agreed uh, with me in uh, our past discussion that we had uh, of uh, issues with. Uh, with uh, uh, the diaspora, especially the first people came here in uh, in the United States because they were they went to the best schools and they went to the libraries. Uh, they read some very good uh, uh, books and they know how to change a system and how to go about getting information and giving it to the people without fear and without favor. Uh, the time I met Dr. Patrick, it was in Vegas, you know. Um, the Patrick, but Dr. Patrick and uh, some Americans, and when uh, when Dr. Patrick get, got at the stage to uh, represent whatever, whatever he was, I didn't know if he was a, uh, if he was uh, African or not. But when he started saying the information, the information Dr. Patrick gave us, it wasn't uh, a black, it wasn't white, it wasn't the Chinese, it was when the man. If you close your eyes, you know. You can be wondering who's speaking. What is he talking about? It's a, it, it, it represents the law, the way it's supposed to speak. You know, he was uh, giving... Who's making the noise? Our please? background noise has uh, started. I'm sure you know your phone and you know everything. Uh, <laughs> please uh, do the info. The enemy of uh, Zambia Brock Talk Radio is making that noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we are, we are all buddies here. <laughs> no, I, but what is crazy? Because when I'm when everybody's talking, I put my phone on mute, you know, because it's not it, it, it makes us look, uh, you know. I I always put my yeah. Phone make your point, Yama. Make your point, and uh, yeah. we, we we have a little bit more items to look so, at. Yes, yes. Okay, but and uh, because we because of time, you know, I'm reading a book by uh, 
Michael Brook, and they say things, uh, 11 things that don't make sense. You know, he goes about talking about light. He goes talking about uh, consciousness. He goes about to talk about... Uh, and then when I go back, nobody's talking about those things. And these guys, that they want to bring solution to human beings, you know. And we, as a diaspora, we have got that kind of information. We do get that kind of uh, presenting a problem to the human beings, you know. It's not... Uh, it's, uh, we have a issue with uh, the current administration. He got somebody fired. He got people jailed of doing something that he thinks, uh, he thinks you know, he, he, he thinks. And everyone has gone quiet. For the United States to draw the ambassador from uh, from uh, you, from uh, you, you, but, you, but, you, you, you are going to other to, no, to other topics. No, 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 no. Uh, no let, let me. I'm coming for the diaspora. Then I'm coming. The Yama sometimes more than because I know more 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 divine independence. But no, you you allow different minds coming. I want you to go to stay on the topic. Go and stay on the topic.
but taught by their fellow Africans. Why don't we develop a children's series? I talked about in the video, a children's series where we tell our friends what the real African story is. Go ahead, Brother Noah. All right, thank you, Roger. Um, I'm enjoying the, the great conversation, great speakers. So some of us, we are usually in the background. So thank you for the discussion thus far. And mm-hmm. as for, for the question at hand, uh, it, most of us, I think, we always rely on the Europeans to tell us what we do. And some mm-hmm. of us, we have actually taken proactive steps, not just talk, on an individual basis and also on a group setting. So, for instance, when we talk about the ZANUS or the association leadership, I'm happy that I think it must have been maybe Charlie or somebody else, if I'm, I could be wrong, who mentioned that advocated for some of the people to work with the local leadership and through the association. I certainly welcome that. Because in order for us to change the narrative for our people, our children, especially for our children, those who come, it is us to take a proactive step and not just to talk about it. So us in the ZANUS leadership, we are taking steps and we have meetings from time to time. We're trying to figure out how do we position ourselves uh, in a position of influence, not only for our well-being, but also for those who come before us. So we are taking those steps and we encourage you to reach out to your association leadership and they can give you more information on the ZANOS platform. And on an individual basis, I personally, I run an organization that promotes volunteerism in Zambia. And for, I'm, since I'm originally from the East, so I thought I'd play a joke on the Northerners. So I, my projects are only in the Northern province. So I have my camp in Mbala and somewhere in Michinga and Mwapola. So this is where we are promoting our Samaritan project. So as a good gesture to our Bemba friends. So we are educating the people on the ground. We are in the process right now of working on books that will help change the narrative. Because I think the problem that we see in Zambia is that the culture has to change. Because if you go to our website, the Samaritan, it gives a little bit of information because it's not necessarily the, the, the politicians who are at fault. I think it's the Zambian culture that has to change. So uh, on an individual basis, I'm working through Zamaritan, and then on a group setting, I'm working through ZANUS with our uh, association leadership because it is not for the government in Zambia to change our direction. It is for us to look ourselves in the mirror and to ask ourselves questions what are we doing about it? Not just to focus on the, the of course, the, the policies in Zambia may not be con- conducive enough, but I think as a people, we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what are we going to do about it? So if you want to get involved in some of our efforts, not just talk, please reach out to us in Zanos and through your local associations, and we can start talking and putting actions, not just talking. Thank you. Okay, Dr. Patrick, no, we, um, we, we have a few, few minutes here. Chips. Dr. Patrick, we have a few minutes. Um, uh, the same question I, I asked uh, Anoa, uh, the idea of uh, we, the diaspora, uh, shaping the African story, uh, the African uh, narrative. Um, 
uh, maybe beginning with a children's series, uh, which can be shared uh, in most of our main metropolitan libraries in Washington, uh, D.C., um, uh, in Atlanta, a series where children will hear uh, the African story from an African. What say you, Dr. Patrick? Outstanding idea. Outstanding. Uh, it needs to be organized. Uh, you have to identify the speakers. You have to find out what categories the speakers will will talk about or, or mm-hmm. cover. And then once you do that, you put together a plan as to how this is going to work. And I, I think it's a great, great idea because mm-hmm. we are nothing – we are nothing if we are not about our story. We've been um, reviewing and learning about his story, history, but it's time to talk about our story. So I think it's a great idea. It is a great idea. Yeah. Dr. Patrick, our story as Africans has always uh, mostly been written by, by others. And they will see that story, they will write that story through their lenses. Uh, uh, not through uh, my chief's uh, background. They don't do not mention all the, the, our rich, our rich backgrounds. Uh, how we were once brothers and sisters from Congo, Makalonde, uh, things like that. Yeah, uh, right. th- these are some of the things. Africans, what do you mean by Africans? Do you mean black people, or do you need all people? Because you see, when you're saying Africans. You, you, are you thinking of black the, the African diaspora the African the African diaspora that's a good point that's a good point Africans going to be developed by uh, dark skinned people only forget it no, that's a good point but what we need to be clear is is when we talk about Africans we're talking about a cable land <laughs> Uh, we're talking about indigenous Africans. And, and when we talk about the indigenous Africans, we're talking and we're bringing back our heritage. So if we confuse ourselves with the South Africans, the Caucasian South Africans, or if we're confusing ourselves with the um, Caucasians that are, are found throughout Africa, then we won't get to the roots because what we're talking about is our indigenous heritage. It's just like what we were talking about, um, the Bible. Uh, What had happened is uh, um, people of color has been appropriated from the Bible. Uh, To this day, when you talk about the Bible and you read the Bible, you do not see any of our people in it. And our people has been there. Our people is all in the Bible. Our people is sure. about the Bible. Yes. So when, when we do this, we need to sit down and we need to be very clear and very clear with facts. And yes. um, when we say facts, we have to back up our positions when we talk about our people, our indigenous people. Yeah, to, to add on that, Dr. Patrick, to what you are saying, in the United States of America, hold on, hold on, 
when you in United States of America, here in Canada, we have people
Wanaine kupata kwanga Sinafune kupata watso Ine mwana wanu Sinatanke kupata mwanene nilili Whatever you can be, I can be also. Oh. 
what you care. 